and welcome to the 497th episode of Travelitch Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travelitch Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And tonight, we proudly present Jackie Parker, Communications Manager for Fort Myers Islands, Beaches, and Neighborhoods. Welcome, Jackie, to Travel Itch Radio. Thank you so much, uh, Dan and Mary Ellen. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening. Fort Myers Islands, Beaches, and Neighborhoods is more than a mouthful, but visitors can savor a lot of different things as they come. Please tell us how big an area you cover. Well, um, the Fort Myers area really encompasses all of Lee County, Florida, and we are located here in southwest Florida. And i got to tell you right now, it's about 79 degrees outside. I'm just saying, I'm, watching, I'm, sitting, I'm <laughs> sitting outside here right now, and I'm watching the trees blow, and it's the sun setting, and it's just it's absolutely beautiful, these, um, you know, these old uh, live oaks and palm trees. And we're about two hours south of Tampa, Florida, if that kind of gives you a frame of reference of where we are. But it's all, we cover all of Lee County, Florida. Well, everyone in our listening audience wants to know whether Fort Myers is up and running after the devastation caused by Hurricane Ian last October. What can you tell them, Jackie? Well, Dan, thank you so much for asking about uh, the recovery efforts that are going on here in southwest Florida. Um, you know, actually, um, the, the 28th of the month um, marked the six-month uh, milestone since uh, Hurricane Ian hit um, this part of Florida. Uh, that was September 28th of last year. And we are – I'm happy to say that the recovery efforts are really strong. Um, right now, uh, our guest rooms, we've got um, close to – 7,000 guest rooms in Lee County that are open for visitors, and that's right at hovering right at 69, 70% of our guest rooms. So we really encourage visitors, um, returning visitors, to um, to you know definitely come back down and uh, and visit because there's still um, a lot a lot to experience here. Jackie, can you tell us why Fort Myers is called the City of Palms? I sure can. Um, Thomas Edison, uh, the original snowbird, he and his wife, uh, Mina, um, partnered up with a woman uh, involved, very much involved with beautification efforts in the Fort Myers area. Her name was Tootie McGregor. And the three of them got together and they um, got about 200 royal palms, palm trees, and lined uh, both sides of McGregor Boulevard. McGregor Boulevard is a, um, um, it's, it's about 10, 12 miles long, and it is just a beautiful vista, and it's just such an iconic piece of, of Fort Myers. Um, when, you're, when you're driving down um, McGregor, McGregor Boulevard, thank you, <laughs> um, you, you, just, you, it's just beautiful um, just to see those palm trees on both sides, you know, lining the street, and there are little pathways on both sides of the street for bikes and people out walking and exercising. So it's just, it's just always 
one of these kind of perfect aha moments I'm here in Fort Myers. Ooh. And at Travelage yeah. Ra- Travelage Radio, we love anything near the water. And Fort Myers is not only on the Gulf of Mexico, but on the banks of the Kalusahatchee River. Tell us about the River District and its narrow streets and historic buildings. And I'm I'm looking across my driveway into the Kalusahatchee <gasps> River right now. <laughs> oh. It's just beautiful, and it is, um, you know, and it's, you know, and that's also something um, I just want to backtrack a little bit. Um, that was something that Thomas Edison loved, and part of why he came here was because of that um, Caloosahatchee River access. But back to your question um, about downtown, uh, downtown Fort Myers. Um, it is historic. Uh, the um, the streets are brick, and the sidewalks are, you know, just easily easily walkable. You can go do so many things in downtown uh, Fort Myers, and they have um, have events um, every other Friday night. There's an art walk um, sponsored by the River District Alliance, and you can find out more about them on their Facebook and on their website. And then there is a, a, a music walk also where the streets are blocked off and local performers are performing on every block. It might be just a guitar player in one area or a band in another, and you just, you know, you just sort of let the sounds, you know, take you drifting down the different streets. And uh, there's just lots of, uh, lots of great restaurants from uh, Capone's with Italian food to the mm. Oxbow with uh, fresh seafood. And uh, my favorite Goodwill store called Blue is downtown oh. in downtown Fort Myers. It's a great, it's a great shop. And Sydney and Burton Davis Arts Center is downtown. And they always have something going on on their rooftop. And uh, the um, Franklin Shops is one big old department store that has multiple shops under one roof um, from different, you know, various artists and craftspeople, um, you know, local artists, too. So uh, in lots of different places where you can just get a coffee and walk around. So it's just it's just beautiful. Um, lots of uh, art fest is there um, at the um, end of January, the first of February. And there's just lots of different uh, different street fairs that are that are always always going on in the area. Again, extremely walkable, and it's right along the Caloosahatchee River, so it's just a beautiful. You get that beautiful breeze coming off of the river, and it's just it's just great. We're talking tonight with Jackie Parker about the Fort Myers, Florida area. Jackie, having just returned from baseball spring training on the Gulf Coast of Florida, I know Fort Myers. Those two teams in two very different ballparks, JetBlue Park, where the Boston Red Sox train looks like a miniature version of Fenway, while Hammond Stadium, home of the Minnesota Twins, has Victorian architecture that makes it look like a 19th century ballpark. But both survived the storm and drew good crowds this spring, didn't they? They, they sure did, and it's good to hear that you were down for spring training, Dan. And both um, ballparks were um, they were full uh, full of fans from the Midwest and from the East Coast coming down to see um, the Grapefruit League teams play. And it was you know it's one more thing that we are encouraging um, folks to do. Um, you know that's a little more inland, and the beaches are opening uh, gradually, but um, but there's also just some great experiences to be had, you know, in our, you know, in our um, inland, inland areas. And I believe opening day was today. So uh, we're, you know, all our, our, our teams are, you know, our teams are back up north playing and, and we certainly wish them the best of luck on their seasons. But, um, but attendance was strong again this year and it'll be even stronger next year. 
Opening day was today, and I went to the Yankee opener where the game time temperature at 105 was 38 degrees with a howling oh. wind. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's way too cold. Way too cold. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there are many great things to say about the Fort Myers area. I've been there before and love seeing the winter homes of Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. Would you tell us about them? Um, so Thomas, Thomas Edison, uh, we claim him as the original snowbird. And if it weren't for Thomas Edison, I don't know what Fort Myers would be like. Um, the uh, Thomas Edison, the Edison and Ford Winter Estate is the number one tourist attraction here in the Fort Myers area. And Edison was looking for a place where he could do experiments in the winter. And he came down, um, you know, and you have to remember uh, the, you know, the main uh, ways of transportation then were by, by rail and by boat. And so the trains only went so far. I think they went to about Punta Gorda, and then you had to, um, you know, you had to, um, you know, if you had um, big things to, to, to bring that far south, you had to put them on a boat and, you know, put them on the Clusatchee River and get them, get them down to Fort Myers that way. But we are in the subtropics. So mm-hmm. we've got, you know, there's just this incredible sunshine year-round. I mean, they really don't call it the Sunshine State for nothing. And mm-hmm. Edison um, was able to do experiments here. He was able to find, um, find uh, that a certain species of goldenrod would make rubber, and that was very important at that time because they were trying to come up with a way to make um, rubber tires uh, domestically. And he was able, because he was down here, he was able to further his experimentation. And you can see his lab here um, just right off of McGregor Boulevard. And you can see his home as well as the Mangoes, which is, Thomas, or which is Henry Ford's home. And they were, they were neighbors uh, right here along the Caloosahatchee River. And that area, um, there, are, there are concerts that are there, um, uh, weddings and events are there. Um, they have a wonderful garden shop for, for people to visit and buy plants. And uh, right around the corner is a great restaurant called Pinchers where you can have lunch and right on the river. And it's elevated so you can sit up high and just have a, just a beautiful view of the water. But um, Edison, uh, Edison Ford Winter Estates is, is uh, – Something, there's something there to appeal to everyone. If you're into cars, if you're a gearhead, um, the garages there um, will take up a lot of your interest. Um, if you're into all of the, invent, all of the uh, inventions and the patents that Edison held, the museum, um, which is air-conditioned, is something that you'd really want to check out, too. Their gift shop is very good. I'm a big fan of the gift shops, I've got to say. And they, they have a very good one. And, you know, things that you can sort of tuck away in your, in your carry-on luggage and don't take up too much space. And uh, the, um, there's a nice statue of Thomas Edison where you can get your picture made under the banyan trees right at the entrance. And he is holding um, a, a gold, a, a silver ball. And the, the folklore about that is, is that he would hold this ball, and if he fell asleep, the ball would fall out of his hand. And that would, you know, that would wake him up, and he would start experimenting and start you know, doing his research again, you know, because he just didn't want to, he didn't want to rest. He didn't want to be idle. But, um, but when you see that statue, um, he's kinda ha- he kind of has his hand sort of down and behind him, and 
just check it out because there, there's a silver ball that, and you can kind of spin it in his hand. So, <laughs> Well, we're intrigued by the Imaginarium Science Center and the Southwest Florida Museum of History and especially the Railroad Museum of South Florida and Lakes Park where visitors can take a 15-minute train ride through Miniature Village, yes? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is, it is, so, it is so cute. Um, so the, the Imaginarium Science Center, um, these days they call it the IMAG History and Science Center, or they just call it the IMAG. And that is just a, a really great place to take kids for um, all sorts of uh, scientific learning and just lots of things that are hands-on. That, that kids can do, and it's just it is a, a great. Um, you'll see it um, on the when you're getting there. You'll see this really big water tower, and it has IMAG in big block letters, and that's how you know you're you're in the right place. And at Lake Park, um, the the miniature train is just it is a favorite. It's been operating since 1994. Um, the little train ride, I think it's it's about a mile long, and it takes you through Ooh. the north end of the park, and the train passes through these. Um, scale-sized miniature historic buildings and um, of, of attractions here in Lee County. Like uh, one of the, like the Sun Harvest Citrus store is in miniature. Um, Boca Grande, the little town of Boca Grande is in miniature. Um, a favorite of mine, Milani Kai, which is a hotel down on Fort Myers Beach, is in miniature. And then they decorate the route for, um, for Halloween and for Christmas. And it's $5.00. Uh, for six years old and up, and the rail, Railroad Museum is free. And it also has a gift shop, and it, it is fantastic for all ages. So, um, you know, I know um, I know Dan is a big fan of railroads, and that is that's just, um, I think that kind of covers all the bases there. <laughs> <laughs> is there analogy. a planetarium in town? Calusa Nature Center has a planetarium, and um, they have, um, let's see, they have uh, a a thing called Sensory Sundays, and they do laser shows at the <sighs> planetarium. And this Sunday, they're going to do. Um, let's see. Actually, they're doing something to, um, on Saturday, on April first, um, with the solar system. Uh, and uh, it's they're going to uh, talk about like the distances in space, and and kids are going to be able to make models of the solar system. So they use that planetarium for lots of different things, but the laser shows are incredibly popular too. We're talking tonight with Jackie Parker about the Fort Myers area. And Jackie, thanks to your mild Gulf climate, there are many things to do outdoors, from boat rides to beachcombing. Let's start with something called the Six Mile Cypress Sloth. I hope I got that right. Preserve. Doesn't it have boardwalks for people and swamps for alligators? Well, it is. It's called. A, it's called. A, it's pronounced slough. And um, I learned what a slough was when I moved here um, uh, six years ago. And a slough is this naturally occurring um, filtration system for water. And it really is um, an important part of our environment, and our ecosystem. And the, the it does have a boardwalk. It is a beautiful place. Um, for birding and all sorts of birds, a roseate spoonbill, which is the other pink bird. It's not the flamingo, but it's a it's a pink spoonbill, and its beak is kind of in the shape of a spoon. Um, limpkins and uh, all kinds of other birds. Uh, see, and you will see alligators. Um, otters um, are there, and they're fun. They're always cute to watch. And the boardwalk, um, you can walk out on the boardwalk. There are guided tours or you can just go out on your own. Um, I highly recommend getting up 
um, at, you know, early in the morning. It's open from dawn to dusk. And to go out early in the morning, and that's when you see the birds, you know, doing, you know, feeding before it gets too hot. And, you, you know, you might see an alligator, you know, kind of off in the distance. And there is some swamp um, there, too. And they also, at certain times of the year, um, during, the, during more of the rainy season, they have uh, wet walks. And you go out and you get, you know, you get up to your knees or hips in, in, in water. And you're walking yep. over um, cypress knees. And you have to be very careful. But you just do it in a line. You're with a group of people. Um, the alligators know the trail. And they just stay away from people. They have no interest in, in people whatsoever. And you walk out. And it's just this. You see this beautiful cathedral of uh, cypress trees, and, mm-hmm. you know, you might get, like, a little bit of a rain shower, but the water's so cool, and it's just a beautiful, it's a really, it's a really cool experience. Um, I've, I've gone out and done it twice, and I highly, highly recommend the wet walks. But if you don't have time to do that, uh, the boardwalk is, is pretty terrific um, in and of itself. If you're sort of a budding nature photographer, this is a great place to do it. Um, you can see all, you know, all different kinds of, uh, you know, egrets and herons and, uh, like I said, uh, the, the limpkins and the roseate spoonbills. There's just so many, so many birds uh, that are, mig- you know, migrating, migratory birds, uh, birds that call Southwest Florida home, just all sorts of varieties. It's just a beautiful, a really beautiful place, and it's one of our, one of our treasured, treasured gems here in, uh, in Lee County. And if anybody wants to see animals larger than birds, Human visitors can ogle manatees in the channel at Lee County Manatee Park. Admission is free, which means it's for me, but guests can rent a canoe or kayak for a real close-up look or photograph, right? Right, right. And uh, so with the manatees, um, Manatee Park is open year-round, which is terrific. Um, you're, it's, 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 sometimes it's better to uh, wait for the temperatures to get more like around 68 degrees, and that means that the manatees are making their way from the Gulf of Mexico up the Orange River into the canal at Manatee Park. And so it's a, it's a little more, um, you know, there, there, there are some there, you know, you, you kind of have to, you know, try your luck and see. But when the temperature's a little bit cooler, um, that's when you're, you're going to be lucky and see, you know, more manatees there. And um, I, believe, um, I believe yesterday was like, uh, Manatee Appreciation Day, if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Aww. I think we have that on our our Facebook page, our Lee VCB Facebook page, and our um, Visit Fort Myers uh, Facebook page. Oh, and also um, we did something on TikTok. We are new to TikTok, and we um, we did some stuff celebrating uh, the, the the local local manatees here. Our, our biggest vegetarians, I guess, is what you could call them. <laughs> Well, we love lighthouses, and we hear we have a really nice one at Sanibel Island. Can you tell us? Um, the um, the the Sanibel Lighthouse um, is back on. It was uh, it lost it lost one of its four legs uh, during Hurricane Ian, but it is propped up. Um, you know, it never fell down. It it went out, but it is back on. You know, it's it's back up and um, uh, you know it is is lit and it is beautiful and you can. Um, you can see it from the beach. Um, you can see it as you're driving over uh, the Sanibel Causeway, which is the three-mile bridge uh, leading into Sanibel. And uh, it is, um, you know, it's just a, a beautiful big um, iron structure that is just right now um, a, a special uh, beacon of hope for, for, for the whole area. But it is, yes, it is. It's just a beautiful lighthouse, definitely. 
And I've got to ask you about another place I really loved when I was there, the Bubble Room Restaurant. Is that still in existence? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, the, the Bubble Room right now is actually, it's, it's closed, but there is, it, it's offshoot. Um, and which is brand new. Um, it's it's been around for um, I believe probably about two years. It's called Boops, as in like Betty Boop, and it is this old timey um, soda fountain. So you can go in and get you know you know you can get your egg cream or um, you know your uh, hot fudge sundae or you can get a latte or mocha or whatever or your favorite ice cream. And that is at, it's right next door to. Um, the bubble room and it is it is up it is up and running so but um but stay tuned because the bubble room it will be coming back but right now it's still they're still um you know working on it so i've got to say that was probably the most unusual restaurant i've ever seen <laughs> anywhere it is, isn't it it is and the you know the the servers are called bubble scouts and they wear it looks like scout uniforms with the badges and everything and it's um, decorated for like old timey classic Christmas, and you know it gets its name, you know, Bubble Room, from those Christmas bubble lights. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of bubble, and they're everywhere. So, but it is, um, it definitely is, it, it, it is a, a memorable place, and you know, they're known for their cake. Um, you know, the orange crunch cake and um, their red velvet cake. They have so many different kinds of cake, and uh, they were selling it at um, during. Um, just like in the last couple of months, they've been selling, um, they've been partnering with Broadway Palm Theater, which is a dinner theater here in Fort Myers, and people were lining up to get pieces of uh, the, the bubble room cake there because it was just, it was so popular. So, so that, and that was just a really great, um, one of the many. And we really should tell our listeners that the waitresses see. wear clothes under their bubbles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Is it true visitors can island hop by boat charter to Kaya Costa, North Captiva, and Cabbage Key? We hear there's several cruise choices, including Captain Jack boat tours, Captiva cruises, and Captain Brian on the water. Yes, and uh, Tropic Star and Adventures in Paradise. Yeah, there are so many different ways, and you can also um, you can you can charter a boat too. Um, at um, I believe out at Jensen's too. So there's. Lots of different ways you can get out on the water, and that is one of the one of the things that we really um, encourage uh, our visitors to do because it's just so beautiful out on Pine Island Sound, and you can hop aboard um, Captiva Cruises and take a boat ride over to Cabbage Key and have lunch. And they're known for their cheeseburgers, and they're known for their um, uh, you know their different variety, whatever the fish of the day is that they're going to have. Um, they're also known for their cabbage creeper, um, and they call it that because you drink it and it creeps up on you. The rum kind of creeps up on you. Um, but, you know, you're riding a boat, so it's, you know, it's really all good. And you can also stay out there, too. They have uh, just beautiful, um, a beautiful lodge and uh, cabins out there if you're really looking to disconnect and get away from it all. And Cale Costa is, um, is uh, Florida's only State Park that is an island, and you can only get there by boat. And mm. it is—it's a place where um, uh, our different outfitters can take you out, and you'll have some time to do shelling. And that's something um, we haven't talked about um, yet. But Sanibel is Sanibel is known for its world-class shelling, and because of the storm, and because we haven't had um, 
hotels, um, as many hotels open and people haven't been on the beaches, um, those beaches are opening up now, and the shelling is fantastic. And the shelling on Cayo Costa Island is also fantastic. So it's, uh, uh, we call it, uh, when you're shelling on Sanibel, you're doing the Sanibel Stoop. And when you're on Captiva, they call it the Captiva Crouch. So it is, it's just, you know, lots of people are kind of, you know, getting their, you know, getting their crouches and stooping in and uh, just pulling up just amazing, amazing shells. So it's just a, a beautiful, um, you know, just a, a beautiful way to um, to experience the area. And up on Cayo Costa, um, you can go, you can go there. You can go up to um, to North Captiva, which is a separate, uh, you know, a separate island unto its own. And uh, uh, there's, um, I believe there's a restaurant up there also that you can enjoy. But there's just um, there's there's a lot to do, a lot, a lot to do, and you can you know you can go um, swimming up at Cayo Costa too, and uh, at uh, you know the beaches around here also. So yeah, yeah, there's just lots so, of. But lots Jackie, of, uh, Jackie, it's true that she sells seashells at the seashore. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There are several several of those shops on Sanibel. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, this is Travelitz Radio. We're talking with Jackie Parker about Fort Myers. We only have less than four minutes to go. Yes. So, uh, Jackie, could you tell us about that Bonita Springs National Art Festival, that annual event that was held a few weeks ago? How did that go, and are there any other special events coming up? Um, let's see. The the art festival was fantastic. Um, Bonita Springs is just a wonderful little town that is located on the original Tamiami Trail, which is old Route 41. Uh, the Wonder Gardens is a, an old roadside attraction, which is right um, across the street from the Riverside Park, where the where the art festival was held. And there are so there are lots of different festivals that are held there. And um, one that is coming up, a festival that's coming up actually in September, and it encompasses um, um, different areas, is the Island Hopper Songwriter Fest, and that will be happening um, in September at the end of September, and that will take place on Captiva and in downtown Fort Myers and on Fort Myers Beach. And we've been doing this, um, the, um, our, our, our destination has been doing this. This will be the eighth year for it. And we bring singer-songwriters down from Nashville to perform. And you can check out the website, islandhoppersongwriterfest.com, and also on Facebook to find out more about that. But it is just a really great event. Um, most of the performances are free. And it's the kind of thing where there's a different performance every hour, and they're at different um, different bars and restaurants, like at the Mucky Duck on Captiva, or um, at um, you know at, at the beach down at Fort Myers Beach. And there'll be a, a, someone performing you know every hour at several different area, several different places. So um, you really get um, just a variety a, a variety of performers, and you get um, you know and they're small venues, so it's very up close and personal. It's really a lot of fun. Dan? Um, I'm just about done here, but we're going out of town to stay really quickly. We've heard great things about Hibiscus House B&B in a historic 20th century house, Jackie. Yes, it is. And it is, um, it's, um, it's, it's very quaint and it's very, um, the, the history, um, it, it weaves right into Fort Myers. And it's, it's one of those um, just, you know, Cute little places where the caretaker, um, you know, is able to uh, give you give you history and also sort of how it relates also to um, you know Edison Ford Winter Estates as well. And 
we have um, some new properties also in downtown Fort Myers, which is really close to that, the Luminary Hotel, which has really sort of changed um, the landscape of downtown Fort Myers. It is a, um, a Marriott autograph property. And okay, I've, got, I've got to interrupt here. What is your website, please? Um, the website is visitfortmyers.com. Our guest tonight has been Jackie Parker, Communications Director, Communications Manager of Fort Myers Islands, Beaches, and Neighborhoods. Thank you for being our guest on Travelers Radio. Thank you so much, Dana Mary Ellen. It was just a true pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's it for this edition of Travelers Radio. Next week, we will talk with Jason Gleason, Executive Director of Destination Montclair in my home state of New Jersey. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.